How's it going today, guys? We're back here live in the studio for an episode of Hot Takes with CP3. Once again, I'm your host, Thomas Penling, coming to you live on Wednesday, September 7th, 2022. And as always, I am joined by Ben Gorwitz. Ben, say what's up to the people, man. Yo, yo, yo. <clears throat> How's your week going so far? Ben, it has been a great week, man. I've been looking ahead at a lot of uh, betting lines between NFL, college football, trying to stay focused on our Braves taking over first place in the, uh, or hopefully take solely taking over first place in the uh, NL East. What about you, Ben? Been a been a good week. Labor Day was uh, was good. I spent a lot of time in the rain, but I was on a lake, so that's all right. And uh, like I said, the Braves. Uh, well, as we speak, the Mets are playing a doubleheader. Yep, they won their first game, so it's tied unless the Braves win today. Uh, but yeah, everything's everything's good with me. We're gonna talk uh, the best division in all in all of uh, the NFL. Yep, guys, we saved the best for last. We're doing the AFC West. Then after that, we're gonna give y'all our full season predictions for awards, playoff teams, and even your Super Bowl winners. So we got a slam packed podcast on tomorrow's podcast, guys. We will recap a little bit of what happened this weekend in college football. Um, we could do that on this podcast, but I don't think anybody wants to listen to me and Ben talk for an hour and a half, nor do I think me and Ben have the energy for that after a long day of work. But let's get down to it here, guys. Let's start things out in the AFC West. Let's start out with the team who it's been the defending champions of this division for quite a few years now, Ben. Let's start out with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, obviously, guys, Chiefs have seen a lot of roster overturn over the past season. Um, no longer in Kansas City will there be one of the best connections in all the NFL. That is Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. Um, Tyreek Hill obviously was traded. Um they did bring in Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquise Valdez-Scantling. They drafted uh, Sky Moore. Um, running back room looks about the same, except for Isaiah uh, Picaro is comes in, and Rojo comes over from Tampa Bay. Pretty much the same offensive line. Defensively, there's a little bit of change on the D-line. Melvin Ingram's obviously gone, just to name the big one. They did bring in George Karloftis, though. And they also brought in Carlos Dunlap, who had over 10 sacks last year. The linebacking core looks a lot the same. Secondary does not, guys. Um, Tyron Matthews out of there. Um, I'm drawing a blank on the other secondary guy that they lost. I can't think of his name, but it was one of their good corners. But it looks like it's Legereus' Sneed's turn to take over. Justin Reed comes over as well, which is their big free agent signing. Justin Reed said he's ready to get to work here as he didn't like how much the Texans defense didn't blitz much. Ben, what's life going to look like in Kansas City post Tyreek Hill? I do not think it's a it's a panic at all. They still have loads of talent. I'm interested to see how Mahomes can. Uh, you obviously want to get better every single year. I'm interested to see how he can get better with very capable receivers. They're just not superstars by any means. It's always in the game of football that uh, it's a, a mutual you know relationship between quarterback and receiver. A good quarterback can make decent receivers look great. And great receivers can make a decent quarterback uh, look good as well. So, listen, I still trust 15. I trust Andy Reid calling plays. Um, got the same coaching staff, same off. Isn't Eric Bianami still there? Yeah, Eric Bianami's still there. He somehow and, didn't get a coaching Steve, job. And Steve Spagnola, I believe, is still their defensive coordinator. So, same staff, just kind of plugging in players. I still think they're going to be really good. It's, listen, it's a tough division, but. Um, I think they're up, I think they're up for just about every challenge of who they play as long as you got 15 throwing passes for you. 
Yeah, Ben, I'm with you on that one completely. I think Kansas City will be fine. Um, first of all, let's address the offense here. Look, they rebuilt this and revamped this offense. I think they're more built now to throw the ball underneath a lot more as that, you know, last year. A lot of teams kind of played them, you know, to throw the ball deep. Now I think they're built better to throw it under, underneath. At the end of the day, Travis Kelsey's the best tight end in the NFL, and they still have him. The Hones still got that. Juju's a great underneath pass catcher. About a Scantling's going to be good. Sky Moore might be the breakout guy. They're saying he's going to be a freak gadget play kind of guy. So I think they're going to build. They're going to throw the ball underneath more. And look, they still have Michael Hardman who can take the top off the defense if they need to. So I don't think Kansas City. I mean, losing Tyree Kill is big, but at the same time, guys. Mahomes was still first in quarterback EPA per drop without Tyree Kill on the field. So when he's dropping back, he's still first in the NFL on EPA per drop back. That's crazy. So I'm not even gonna act. I'm not even gonna act like I know what EPA is. Um, yeah, I, I honestly don't don't know exactly what it stands for, but basically he's has the same numbers when he drops back with and without Tyree Kill on the field. So it's not like it's that much of a difference. Um, also on top of all that guys defensively, look, I think this defense will be better. I think some of the secondary guys got a little bit older. Now they're going to look a little bit younger on the secondary side. I think Legereus Sneed's ready to step up and take over, but Christian Jones is going to be back playing inside. And that's where we've seen him thrive. This guy's an absolute menace on there. This defense though, is more built to play with leads and they really haven't had a good pass search since 2018. I think that bringing in Carl Loftus and Carlos Dunlap gives him the ability to shuffle guys in there. On top of that, I mean, they still have Frank Clark on that defensive line as well. Now they have four guys you can really get after the quarterback and they can keep fresh legs in there. At the end of the day, this defense is great on their top 10 in red zone and third downs. That's what they've always been. They always just kind of let whatever happen. But on third downs in the red zone, they seem to get teams off the field. I don't think Kansas City misses a beat this year, Ben. No, and I think, like, defense has definitely improved in this division. I just – it's not – none of these offenses are very easy to stop, so I don't know how much defense is really coming into play. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's keep. They got, they're gonna. I mean, Andy Reid is such a good coach that they can, like, they're gonna out coach uh, people. They're gonna coach with teams, and Mahomes. I mean, just limit the mistakes, which he usually does, pretty much better than everyone else. You know, they're gonna have a chance. Exactly, Ben. As long as you got Patrick Mahomes, you'll be all right. Um, let's keep things moving though here in the AFC West. Next up here, we have the Las Vegas Raiders. I did want to call them Oakland still. It's, it's, I feel like I should have that one down by now, but it still is a little bit of a struggle. Um, Ben Raiders, they make the playoffs last year. They were seven and two in one score games, five and one in games that came down to a field goal at the end. They have some big splashes coming on this offense. Devontae Adams is now a part of the offense. Obviously, I don't love their number three receiver as it's probably going to be Mac Holland. Um, Darren Waller starting out season banged up a little bit. They bring in Zamir White from Georgia to join Josh Jacobs in the backfield. Um, this offensive line has a lot of question marks. It's Alex Leatherwood's now out for the – or is uh, released. He is no longer on this roster anymore. Defensively, they say goodbye to Yannick Ngawe and some of the guys on the defensive line, but they bring in Chandler Jones. Linebacking core looks a lot the same. Secondary looks a lot the same, minus Casey Hayward. Ben, what do you think about the Raiders this season, man? I think they're very shiny um, with everything that they've brought in. Obviously, everyone's going to love to talk about Devontae Adams rejoining Derek Carr. I think if you look at the team in detail they get more rusty looking uh they have they do not have a run game and that's me saying that a pat in alabama running back who has simply not met expectations to say the least and josh jacobs you never want to be a running back or any player but 
really a running back going into your final year and they, your team doesn't pick it up. They're basically saying, prove us wrong. Um, their offensive line is banged up and left. Alex Leatherwood, another Alabama guy, did not turn out. Um, the Raiders, they, they, Ohio State and Alabama players who were studs in college have not turned out. I mean, you can go down the list. Like, three Alabama guys off the top of my head, Josh Jacobs, Alex Leatherwood, and Henry Ruggs. And then Arnett looks like one of the worst draft picks along with Henry Ruggs, I guess. But Arnett was multiple red flags being drafted. Everyone said that's a terrible draft pick, and it turned out to be a terrible draft pick. So I think there's a lot of pressure on Derek Carr's shoulders. I think I like Derek Carr. I I don't know what the total consensus or your opinion on Carr's. I think he's right up there with the top 10 quarterbacks in the league, in the back half, obviously, not like the Rodgers, Allen, but I like Derek Carr a lot. I think he's a winning quarterback. I think he can win with him. I think this team is too susceptible to mistakes. When, you, when you're going to be one-dimensional like they're going to be, I think it's tough to beat teams late in games. Um, I, I do think uh, – I want to check my list. I never get into it at the end. Um, yeah, I, I think um, it's going to be a season-long battle for them to uh, make the playoffs. I don't think anything is going to come easy, but I do think they can beat a lot of teams. Yeah, Um Look, Ben, I think this offensive line is going to be a problem. I think they're stacked up at the playmaker position, but it's going to be tough for Derek Carr to make those plays from, from his rear end. Josh McDaniels, we I forgot to mention that at the top, is now their head coach. So, I mean, I think bringing Josh McDaniels to be the head coach, definitely he'll be able to scheme around some of this stuff. But I think you hit the nail on the head, Ben. Gruden and Mayock did a horrible job drafting and building this team up. And now it's kind of like they went all in on Devontae Adams. I think they're missing a lot of the key pieces that they would have had in there with other draft picks and stuff. I mean, defensively, you can't not – I mean, I wouldn't say the defense has gotten better or worse necessarily, but this offensive line I don't think is going to be as good. And all the numbers I said at the top, this thing tells me the Raiders got pretty lucky last year. I still think this team's going to be competitive and fight for a playoff spot. It's just going to be tough to compete in a division that's this good where you already have problems on offensive line. Odds are guys are going to keep getting injured. Also, too, the other thing I want to say is Darren Waller. I mean, his hamstring's not going to magically get more healthy as the season goes on. That's something that never really gets healthy as the season goes on. It's something that gets worse and worse and worse. So I think Waller's going to miss. I mean, Carter Adams is going to be unreal. I mean, that's an absolutely unreal connection and win Renfro as well. But like, I don't know, man. I, I, I like this Raiders team a lot, but it's going to be a tough task for this team to make the playoffs again. Um, anything else you want to add? No, I'll add more when uh, we talk about the predictions at the end. Okay, perfect, perfect. Let's keep things moving then here. Next team up on here. Um, what it, what was Russell Wilson's famous Broncos quote? I can't believe I forgot it, but I was going to – Let's add, ride. Yeah, yeah, Broncos country, let's ride in the most corny way possible. The Denver Broncos obviously, guys, made a huge – um, trade this offseason is they brought in the corniest player in the league that is Russell Wilson to come in and play quarterback on top of that Javante Williams takes over the backfield Cortland Sutton is back for a full season this time KJ Hamler back as well from injury um, Alberto I can't I'm just going to call him Alberto O will take over at tight end as they think they they like this guy a lot they said he's blocking his little work but he's pretty good in the other, other spots catching the ball and stuff defensively guys on the defensive line looks about the same again as well except randy gregory comes in um bradley a little chubb. more healthy finally bradley yeah. chubb yep that's what i was about to say bradley chubb is finally back in healthy secondary i mean it's pretty much the exact same defense last year you still got ps2 kareem jackson justin simmons ronald darby is the new guy that they've added to the secondary i'll start us out here on the broncos look ben 
the Broncos, every single team in this division faces a top five best offensive group and passing offenses. So you're going to need a lot of secondary guys. On top of that, the Broncos defense actually gave up the third most points in the NFL last year, and their offense spent the most time on the field. Um, they did have the second most injured defense in the league, though, and they were 27th in the league po- on pressure rate post Von Miller trade. So, I mean, it's a lot of contradicting numbers there. All in all, I would say this is a good defensive unit, not great defensive unit. And I personally think Russell Wilson, look, I think this is the key thing here, guys. I don't think Russell Wilson's the guy that he used to be. I think Russell Wilson's still a good quarterback, and he's still going to have Jerry Judy. He's still going to have uh, Cortland Sutton. He still has K.J. Hamler to throw the ball to. I mean, he still has all the weapons there. I just think this Denver team is about the same as the Raiders. You know, like I think they have obvious holes and gaps in their offense. And I mean, like at the end of the day, man, I just don't think Russell Wilson's that same guy where he can run around the backfield and make magic happen. You know, he's old now. He's 37 years old. I don't think Russell Wilson can exactly make those plays that we've seen him make in the past. I like this Broncos roster. I like what they've done here. I think this will be a good competitive team. I just don't know if it's a Super Bowl contender like a lot of people have been saying. He's – 36, 37, whatever, small-bodied quarterback and took some of the most hits since he's been drafted. Sorry, he's 33. So. I don't know why I said he's 33. 33. Um, I, I'm a huge Russell Wilson fan. I think you know that. Um, I, I will not disagree that, his num- that he has declined a little bit, but also Seattle wasn't playing much competitive football. I smiled big when the Broncos got Russell Wilson. I'm, I'm buying in um, to the Broncos. I'm, I'm here to look to make myself look like a fool if they want me to, but I, I think they're in the same category as the Raiders. The AFC is obviously very tough. I think mm-hmm. it's uh, going to be pretty competitive in terms of, you know, making the playoffs. I do think the Broncos are a step better than the Raiders overall. And I think Russell Wilson's a huge reason why I think he could have a monster year. He's got a really good run game and good options of receiver. I, I think he's got a good year coming for him. You know, Ben, I know Russell Wilson's your boy. That's why I hate to go against him. I honestly like Russell Wilson, too. I just think that at the end of the day, this, this team's seen their better days. You know, when Denver, That thumb when, injury in Seattle was bad. When he came back, he could barely throw the football. Yeah, also, too, the other thing I do want to say, obviously they bring in a new head coach. Um, he was the Packers offensive, co- offensive coordinator last year. So, you know, I think he can put Russell Wilson a lot of – I mean, we'll see, like, if he kind of does the same things that they did with – did with um. Aaron Rodgers when that he was over there, you know, like they changed to a very run heavy offense, a lot of play action, a lot of pre-snap movement. So we'll see what kind of situations they put Russell Wilson in. I think that is good though, to at least get him in there with an offensive minded head coach. I'm honestly a little worried about this defense. I think people think this defense is a little better than it actually was. Um, Anyway, Ben, let's go to the last team here in the division. That is the San Diego Superchargers. Um, they're not the, well, they're not the San Diego Superchargers anymore. They're the Los Angeles Superchargers now. But, Ben, look, Chargers. Loaded. Absolutely loaded. Um, Josh Palmer is emerging as their number three wide receiver, not to mention Keenan Allen, Mike Williams are back, Austin Eckler, Isaiah Spiller, Joshua Kelly are the running back cord. My guy, Justin Ooh. Herbert, and Ben's guy. Ben was all over him last year. Offensive line's got another year to gel. It's already stacked up on the defensive side of the ball, man. I love this defense, man. They bring in Khalil Mack to join Joey Bosa to rush off the edge. They also brought Kyle Vinoy in, play a little linebacker for him, and they brought in J.C. Jackson, the guy who led the NFL in interceptions, and Bryce Callahan in the secondary. This team is absolutely loaded up, Ben. Look, 
I'm going to give you all some more reasons why you want to buy on the Chargers. So on the podcast I listen to a lot, straight out of Vegas, RJ Bell's Dream Preview more specifically is the podcast I was listening to on it. So they did a study basically of teams that have turnovers, of teams that have unlucky turnovers and teams that have balls that should have been turnovers and weren't turnovers and calculated everything together. So you're taking unlucky turnovers and turnovers that should have happened that didn't happen. You put all that together. The Chargers were hurt the second most in the NFL by turnovers. I mean, let's let's uh, flash back a little bit, do a little rewind here. Let's go back to when the idiotic coach Brandon Staley went for it on a million fourth downs. He said he learned his lesson. This was against Kansas City on Thursday night. I mean, if they had kicked one field goal, they would have won this game, and they would have had the number one seed in the AFC West. On top of those reasons for buying in more on the Chargers this year, I just think that it's Justin Herbert's time, man. This team threw the ball underneath a lot, actually, believe it or not, with his strong arm. The Chargers' defense was 30th in rush EPA, which is terrible. Literally, me and Ben could probably run the ball on them. On top of that, they faced the most third downs in the NFL, and Herbert was the second most effective player in all the NFL in third down. I think they take the training wheels off the offense and let him air it out and use that big arm. I think Mike Williams is going to go off this season. I think the Chargers are going to have a huge year. I think this is honestly the most low-key, not-talked-about defensive team. Y'all forget, Brandon Staley's a defensive head coach. This guy came over to the Rams because he was doing next-legit next stuff teams weren't. I think he's not going to go for it on fourth down and be as much of an idiot. He learned his lessons. Even still, after all the stupidity, he had a chance to still win, the, to still go to the playoffs, and he called a timeout and let the Raiders kick the field goal like a dumbass. Brandon Staley's learned from his troubles. The Chargers are the team this year. Does uh, does your book have um, uh, quarterback to throw for the most most yards? I don't think it does, but it has over unders on quarterback yards. Why you want Herbert? I I don't have it on mine, but I I would take Herbert to uh, to lead the NFL in passing yards. He is going into year three, if I'm not mistaken. He finished last year at number two, and he was hundreds and hundreds of pass attempts less than Tom Brady this uh, last year. So more attempts, more trust in the offense, more passing yards. He's got so many weapons. Listen, you, you laid out the roster. I, I don't need to add more. I, I'm just, I'm in love with Justin Herbert. I was so, we were so wrong on him in coming to the NFL <laughs> and I'm so in love with him. He's, he's getting to be my favorite player. He's just, I, I like him. I like him a lot. Same. I trust them a lot. Um, and they have a fighting chance out of anyone in this division to not only win this division, but to go the furthest in the playoffs of any team in this division. Ben, I agree with everything you said right there. I do want to say this in our defense here on Justin Herbert. I mean, this guy lost a lost a battle for against freshman Bo Nix, outdueled him in a college football game. I mean, it, like looking back on everything in college that happened with Justin Herbert, it was tough not to have that opinion of him. I remember we I watched it. We watched him play his first game. We both text each other. We were like, "Dude, we're so wrong on this. This guy's raw." Um, Ben, let's rank him though, man. Here, one through four. This was tough. Um, so to be honest with you and to be honest with everyone else, I flipped a coin between Kansas City and the Chargers. I couldn't decide. It, it's not something I'm taking an actual bet on. So I'm flipping a coin. And the coin landed on uh, heads 
It heads with Kansas City, so I'm running it back with the Chiefs. Fair enough. Um, look, I'm not saying I'm bet on this, but I took the Chargers to win the division. Come on, man. Look, Kansas City, this team has been good, and all the defense, like I spit out, gets – I mean, to be the bet, top 10 in rush – on or to be the top 10 on third down and in the red zone is kind of lucky in my opinion – I think Kansas City is still going to have a great year and be a solid team. I'm not saying they're not going to make the playoffs or not. I just think there's a new king in the North, man, or in the West, and that is Justin Herbert. I'm ready for him to take over. Yeah, it's his time, man. He's going to take over and eat up. Um, ben, who do you have coming in after that? Um, in, in this division, I have the Chargers finishing second. Okay. And the I have Kansas City finishing second. And the third – I'm gonna go Broncos third and Ra- yeah. yep, Raiders fourth. Um, yeah. Now that we got that out of the way, Ben, let's uh, go ahead and what do you think? What do you want to do here? Are we gonna do our division, do our award winners, or should we go division champions here? Let's go. Let's go division. We'll do awards last. All right. So obviously, let's rank them one through four. Let's start out here in the NFC. Who do you have as your one through four seeds as your as your conference champions? I hate that. Every- <laughs> Excuse me, that everyone's on the hype train now. But my top four is Eagles, Bucks, 49ers, Packers. Okay. Um, first thing I want to say, Ben, is we did give out the Eagles plus 225 to win the division back when it was at that. I've seen it everywhere from minus 115 at this point. I do hate though that everyone's on it, but I'm rocking with the Eagles at number one still, guys. I have the Eagles actually having the best record in the entire NFL this season. That's what I think is ha- going on, and I'll get to how deep I have them going here in a few minutes. After that, though, look, it's tough. I really hate the rest of the NFC. I wish I could fade every single team in the NFC. I'm going 49ers with the second-best best record. Third, I am going with the Packers. And fourth, I am going to have to go with the Buccaneers. My wild-card teams, in order, Carolina Panthers, Yes, I said the Carolina Jesus. Panthers are going to have the best record out of all the wild card teams. And I'm going with the Rams. And look, I sat here and thought about it all day. I thought of how I want to fade every single team. I even almost put the Lions in the playoffs. And look, I probably would rather have the Lions, but at the same time, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals. My three wild card teams are Rams, Vikings, Saints. Okay, okay. Look, Vikings, I think, is definitely a trendy pick. I wanted to put the Vikings in there. I just feel like the Vikings are the epitome of a 9-8 and eight team. But at the same time, 9-8 and eight might be enough to get you in there in the NFC. These teams are definitely all about middle of the pack, and there's definitely going to be one. The, the worst record to make the playoffs will be in the NFC, 100%. So, I mean, I could definitely see the Vikings sliding in there for sure. Um, ben, NFC championship and champion. NFC championship is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the L.A. Rams. Who you got winning? I have the Rams going to another Super Bowl. Wow, wow, okay. Um, you want to give us a little reason why? They I, – I, I feel like they're so loaded. I, I feel like the Stafford thing – listen, we're going to find out how serious this thing is about middle of the – NFL schedule after a couple of games and everything, but I don't think any quarterback since he's been drafted has played through more pain than Matthew Stafford. I swear he breaks something every year and he finishes with good numbers. He goes to the Rams. He gets great numbers. This defense is 
is just so loaded to me that even if Stafford and the offense take a step back, mm-hmm. I think the defense is just so good. I still think the pass rush, even though Von Miller's gone, is still really, really loaded. I think some kind of pass rusher emerges. Um, and then just the weapons they have, right? Like, yeah, I, I people keep saying they're the favorite to get OBJ. And I'm going to tell you this, that's a hell of an ad late in the season. Mm-hmm. You get in for the second half of the year, I think between their weapons of uh, that they already have, Allen Robinson, Van Jefferson, who eventually will, will be uh, playing Cooper Cup. Am I missing? Higby's not a bad tight end. I just think they Cam got Akers. it all. I really do. Cam Akers. Uh, I just think they got it all. But I'll be honest, with Cam Akers, uh, I think even if he happened to get hurt again or, or they do by committee, this seems to be like a running system that they can plug and play, guys. Um, I just, I think they're just so talented, so well coached and they got it. Like they got the veterans who have been there now. Yeah. This is, look, the only thing I really don't like about the Rams is the fact that they have all the new offensive linemen. The fact they don't have Von Miller anymore. That's why for my NFC championship game, I have the San Francisco 49ers taking on the green Bay Packers in a playoff rematch. Y'all, y'all listen to me long enough, man. I'm a 49ers guy. I'm taking the 49ers to win the NFC. And my reason being is I think Trey Lance is himothy. He is him. He is that guy. I think Trey Lance is going to come in here and show out for this offense. I think he's going to train. I think he's going to take Brandon Ayuk's game to the next level. He already has Debo Samuel, obviously, and we all know what Debo Samuels can do. I think with all that being said, guys, that this that this offense is just going to absolutely ball out this season for the 49ers defensively. I think their defensive line is stacked, and they also have the uh best um they also have the best um why am i drawing a blank on the position he played best linebacker in the league if he's not the best he's one of the top three best in um frank Warner, the box so. linebackers are yeah Devonte yeah Devonte and all them yeah so i'm good that's where i gotta go with this one um ben the next next one up here let's go flip over to the afc here since you started out with your records for the for the uh nfc i'll start out here with the afc um, also, sorry, guys, we sound a little distracted. Ben and I do have a fantasy football draft starting out right here in a second. So trying to get things in check for that as well while I do this podcast. But for the AFC, Ben, my one through four stack, honestly, I think you could go with a lot of different orders here. and It really doesn't matter. But as my one seed here, I'm going with the Buffalo Bills. Shocker. My two seed, I'm going with the Colts. My three seed, I am going to go – with the, with the Los Angeles Chargers. I almost call them San Diego again. Good grief. And then the last one here, I'm going with the Cincinnati Bengals. Ben, who's your four? I got Bills, Bengals, Colts, Chiefs. Top four. Okay. Bills, Bengals, Colts, Chiefs. About the we we have all the same ones basically except for the Chiefs. Um, who are your wild cards? Wild cards. I got Ravens. Chargers, Broncos. Okay, I have a very, very similar to you. I have the Chiefs as my first wild card. Honestly, I struggled with this a lot. I struggled a lot. With my second wild card, though, guys, like, it's very tough. I'm going with the Dolphins, though. And then my third one, I'm going with the Ravens. So I have two of the same teams there as you. I just feel like the AFC I just realized on each other too much. I just realized I completely forgot about the Dolphins. But we're not going to change it. Yeah, I mean, hey, I think you have a great stack right there as well. NFC or AFC Championship and why? Bills versus Ravens. Uh, I think the Bills are pretty obvious. Um, they're not really weak at many positions here. Um, and I think Josh Allen really does take it to the next level. I think he's a um, 
good chance he he could you know finish top or win it top two or top three for MVP for just years and years coming. Um, and the Ravens, like, listen, we talked about them last year. I, I really liked them a lot last year in the preseason when you and I were talking before we kind of started doing NFL podcast. And they just happened to get bit by the injury bug like no other, like we've never seen before, really. Their t- entire team was pretty much decimated. Lamar Jackson's, uh, it came out today, he's still in conversations with the team. But if they don't get a deal done by Friday, it's it's not getting done, basically. I think Lamar, uh, who is his own agent, by the way, is can take an Aaron Judge approach. Uh, I think Lamar can be a superstar, knowing that he can leave Baltimore or make Baltimore pay him whatever he wants to be paid. Um, so I, I like Lamar a lot this season. Yeah. Um... And their defense. Like, their defense was so loaded, they just were decimated by injuries. So they get all that secondary back. No, good points all right there, Ben. I definitely – look, AFC is going to be wild, man. All these teams are so damn good. It's tough to really pick who's going to come out here on top. Ultimately, though, guys, with the AFC, I, I got to do it, man. I'm going with the I'm going with the Los Angeles Chargers. Jeez, I almost called them San Diego again. I'm taking them to win the, to win the AFC. By the way, I did lay um, Chargers plus 850 to win the AFC, and I did lay 49ers plus 750 to win the NFC. Thought I would go ahead and throw that in there as well. So I'm taking I like the Chargers, that 49ers man. one. I just think this Chargers defense is way too stacked up, like I said. And for all the reasons, man, they had the second worst turnover luck in the league. Hopefully, Brandon Staley learned his lesson. Justin Herbert, guys, is the emerging superstar quarterback ready to take over the league. I think it's time, man. Chargers went Chargers going to the bowl, baby. Ben, my Super Bowl prediction. Facing off, I have the Chargers versus the 49ers. Give it to me, plus 1,400. Justin Herbert's bringing home that ring, baby. Los Angeles wins wow. Super Bowl back-to-back years. Different teams, though. Justin Herbert and the boys get it done. I think adding Khalil Mack in there is an absolute game-changer. Him and Bosa is probably the best duo pass rush in the league. Lock it in, Chargers. I got the Ravens playing the Rams, and I got Baltimore once wow. again hosting the, uh, hoisting that uh, Lombardi trophy. Um, I, I'm going to say this. It, if I'm right in Baltimore's this, not only does Lamar Jackson uh, get um, sport agent books or, or, or sports books written on him, mm-hmm. Harbaugh, not only is he a Hall of Fame coach, his – like I, I think let's I'll say this before. I think he's a tremendous coach, like terrific coach. When you can stay at a place that's this long, when you have a rival like the Pittsburgh Steelers, and you have to, and I we mention this all the time, and I'm gonna mention it when they first play each other this year. The fact that uh Tomlin and Harbaugh can play each other, be this consistently good, both of them, and they can both keep their jobs without getting the other one fired is it's so unheard of, I feel like in sports, right? Usually mm-hmm. when you have such a successful franchise, the other they're beaten up on, on one another. It, they do it to each other. So uh, I think it's a big year. I think Lamar's going to bet on himself, and I'm seeing it with Aaron Judge. I believe in Lamar Jackson now. Ben, I, 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 don't like, I don't hate that at all, honestly, man. Like, I really like the fact you went outside of the box. I mean, most people probably expect to take Bills versus Bucks or some shit like that. So I'm glad that we both went outside of the box here with our predictions. Speaking of predictions, Ben, real quick here, let's go through our uh, season-long award-winning predictions. Let's start things out. Ben, who's your Offensive Rookie of the Year and why? Offensive Rookie of the Year, I'm going to go with Chris Olave. Um, it kind of goes with another theme that, that we're going to talk about here. I think Chris Olave is so smooth with his route running. 
Uh, I think it's a pass heavy offense with Jameis Winston coming back into the fold. And uh, I, I think he can, he could do a lot of damage, uh, you know, downfield for Jameis who can just throw the ball a country mile. Yeah, I'm actually going to go with Kenny Pickett. I think Kenny Pickett's going to come in here and be the starting quarterback. I think he's going to show out and play well. I think Pittsburgh will do their usual, you know, nine and eight type season. But I think Kenny Pickett's going to come in here and play QB. To be honest with you guys, I've never struggled so hard with picking an award like this one. There's a couple options, but ultimately, I think Kenny Pickett's going to come in and put up the numbers and they'll give it to a quarterback here with this award. Ben, who's going to be your defensive rookie of the year and why? I think we both have the same guy for this one. I'm going, um, Kayvon, uh, Thibodeau from from the Giants. I think he's going to be a game wrecker. I really do. I'm not going to get caught up in all the hype just from Hard Knocks with Aiden Hutchinson. So I'm going to go Kayvon Thibodeau, who I thought was just as good in college. I actually would have gone with Kayvon with you, but the fact that he's injured it just scares me off a little bit. Therefore, I'm going to go. It does. With the hard- I thought he was. It does. I thought he was playing right away though. Yeah, he probably. That's what I'm saying though. I just don't like picking guys who are already starting out the season, you know, with a little injury bug. So uh, for that reason, I'm going to go to Hard Knocks hype and take Aiden Hutchinson here with this one. Ben, coach of the year and why? I hate doing it. You're going to laugh at me, but well, you're not going to hate it because you have the win in the goddamn Super Bowl. But Brandon Staley, (laughs) I made fun of him so much last year. Um, I actually might place the best bet on this. I feel like I owe it to him. I was so mean to him last year. So deserving though. Um, Brandon Stanley Chargers. Even I actually, though I will say this, even though I have the the Chiefs winning the division, I guess it doesn't really make sense. But I just think they're going to be like kind of like the Braves Mets this year. I think they can have a really good record and just not win the division. Yeah, well, in spirit of what all I've said about the Eagles, Nick Sirianni is who I'm going with to win the award. Like I said, guys, the Eagles are going to have the best record in the league this season. I think they play play the easiest schedule in the league, and they're absolutely stacked up. I'm giving it to Nick Sirianni. Honorable mention, though, to Frank Reich, who I would have picked, but I think Sirianni makes more sense to go along the lines of all my other predictions. Um, Ben, comeback player of the year. I'm going to go Jameis Winston. Um, You. There's something about Jameis Winston that puts a smile on my face. And I don't know if it's when he does idiotic stuff or, or when he's winning football games, but uh, I like Jameis Winston a lot. I'm hoping he succeeds. I know that he plays for our rival team. You probably hate that my first two out of three picks have been the Saints, but um, I don't know. Something about James, James Winston gets me excited. I mean, imprinted in my head is him eating the W's off his fingers, which is – something that I will never, never forget. So I'm going to go James Winston. I think it'd be a good story. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to do a quick time shift real quick there. Um, we are back, though. Ben and I are balls deep right now in a fantasy football draft. But <laughs> my, my comeback player here, here, I'm going with Christian McCaffrey, guys. Look, think for Matt Rule, his job is on the line. Christian McCaffrey sat out a lot. Apparently last year he was healthy and ready to come back. Um, I think guys that it's time, you know, Christian McCaffrey, he needs to come out here, put up a good season with, especially with the head coach's job being on the line. You know, I think that they don't really have time to mess around here and just like rest Christian McCaffrey for him to be healthy. There's nothing to do that at this point when somebody's job is on the line, they're gonna have the best players out there playing every single week. I think Christian McCaffrey is going to win the NFL comeback player of the year. Um, Ben next award up here, we will go defensive player of the year. Who are you going with? Sticking with the Chargers team, I'm going Joey Bosa. Uh, he's got some help on the other side and Khalil uh, Mack now. He's got some better defensive players, take a little bit less pressure off him with the double teams. And uh, if he could stay healthy, he's more than capable of winning this award. So is yeah. his brother. Yeah, that's not a bad pick at all right there. I've struggled with this one a lot, Ben. I'm going to stick with the same team, though. I'm going to go with J.C. Jackson. I think he's going to be the beneficiary. Off as a corner. 
Oh, yeah. Some great defense play. Led the NFL interceptions last year. I know that is a little bit lucky, but at the same time, he's a ball hawk. I think he's going to get a lot of interceptions. I think J.C. Jackson's going to get the award. Honorable mention, though, is going to go to T.J. Watt again, though, just because, I mean, T.J. Watt's a freak. He's going to put the numbers up. J.C. Jackson, he's missing some time, isn't he? Oh, is he supposed to miss some time? I didn't know that. I Look it up real quick. I think he's missing game one. But TJ, I mean, just to, while you look it up. Not expected to play. All right, just kidding. I'm changing my pick then to TJ Watt. Okay, there you go. Yeah, let me change my pick then to TJ Watt. I did not realize that. I didn't put any money on that pick, guys. That's the only reason why I was uninformed. I just want to go ahead and make that point. This pick, though, I did put money on. NFL MVP. Y'all probably think I'm going Justin Herbert, but I'm not. I've given this pick out many times at plus two, at plus 2,500. Jalen Hurts is winning NFL MVP, guys. Jalen Hurts is going to run for touchdowns. He's going to throw the ball all over him. I've given the reasoning plenty of times. I'll give it to you guys one more time. Look, Jalen Hurts is a short quarterback. He plays behind the second tallest offensive line in all of the NFL. Odds are he was throwing timing routes to short wide receivers such as um, Quez Watkins, Devontae Smith, and Greg Ward, and Jalen Rager. Now he is A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown is going to unlock his offense for him. I expect Jalen Hurts to throw it to him. Also, too, Jalen Hurts was pissed off after a poor playoff performance last year. He said his offseason literally started the day after that the – or literally in his interview, he said his offseason starts tomorrow. This is Jalen Hurts' time, guys. He's going to come out and show out. Jalen Hurts wins NFL MVP. I like that pick because I love Jalen Hurts. Uh, You are going to hate this. You're going to think it's gross. Plus 1,300. Let's ride. Russell Wilson, MVP. Oh, I just threw up twice, Ben, after you said that one. (laughs) For a second, I thought you were going to say Jameis Winston, though. I was watching some show and somebody – it was like some ESPN graphic thing. Somebody picked Jameis Winston, and then somebody also picked Kirk Cousins. I was like, what the hell is going on here? I did not (laughs) see that happen at all. Ben, any other wild predictions you want to throw out there, man, before we get out of here? Yeah. uh, Offensive play of the year. I mean, Jamar Chase, I think – is well uh, more than worthy on placing that bet for sure. Um, this is uh, an award that pretty much quarterbacks don't really get. The MVP is pretty much quarterbacks only. It seems like so the the uh, offensive player of the year, defense player of the, or offensive player typically is not a quarterback. I think Jamar Chase could be special again. I, he's yeah, already been special. You know, I don't hate that pick at all. I'm going to go with just or with uh, Justin Jefferson to win offensive player of the year. Um, O'Connell coming over from the Rams, now the offensive coordinator here. Kirk Cousins should be airing the ball out a lot, throwing it a lot of times, a lot of targets to Justin Jefferson. I also did pick him with my first pick in our fantasy draft. Me and Ben are currently doing. Give me Justin Jefferson for Offensive Player of the Year. Ben, anything else before we get up out of here? We got a big podcast coming tomorrow. That's all I got. Guys, tomorrow, NFL Week 1 Picks Pod, College Football Picks Pod, uh, we will go over some of the games at the end that we don't get to. We will talk a little bit about college football week one as well. Um, looks like I have high fantasy exposure on James Conner, but whatever. Um, ben, it's been a pleasure as always, man. Get ready for tomorrow. It's been a pleasure as always. I'll see you tomorrow, man. Talk to everyone soon.